0: Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Blackhawks. Today is Monday, September 7th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman, tuning in for the 202nd episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free, wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good stuff being posted there every day. All right, everybody, Locked On Blackhawks is back with five episodes coming out this week, and every week for the rest of September, in fact, and it's been a bit of a wild last couple of weeks with the show, with the NHL players taking a stand and deciding not to play their playoff games back on August 27th and August 28th, and then, as I said on the episodes early last week, I was at a good buddy's wedding this weekend, which was out in Wyoming and up in the mountains of Colorado, and if you've ever been there, then you know there's basically no such thing as internet connection, so I apologize for not getting episodes out on Thursday or Friday, but my hands were a little bit tied with that situation. But we're back to five episodes this week, and I'm definitely excited to get back to business and Get the ball rolling once again. And to start off today's episode, we do have a little bit of Blackhawks news to talk about. Starting off with a couple more loans occurring on Saturday. This time we saw prospects Philip Kurashev and Michael Tepley two of the team's higher-end prospects, I might add. We saw them get loaned over to Europe with Kirishev being sent to H.C. Lugano in Switzerland's National League and Tepli going to B.K. Malata Boleslav I think I got that one right. In the Czech Republic's Czech Extraliga. And this is not much of a surprising move here by the Blackhawks. I talked last week how we'll likely see a bunch of these loans happen for some of the younger guys in the organization to get more ice time before training camp opens up in November for the 2020 2021 season. And we already saw Tim Soderlund and Mate Halupa get loaned last week, and now. Kirishev and Tepley join that list. Expect more to come in the next few weeks here as these transactions should only help the younger guys get kind of into a groove before their next seasons begin. So both players, Kirishev and Tepley, they've been loaned to their country's top divisions. So they'll get some good competition before the season begins uh, in December. And that's what those guys need right now in this point of their development. Both guys are in my top 10 prospects list for the Blackhawks, which is something I will begin to reveal on the podcast here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, But they need to be playing as much as they can right now because Kirishev and Tepley, those two are guys who could really help out this team in the depth scoring department in the next couple of years. Kirishev is still only 20 years old. He turns 21 in October And he was impressive in his first professional season with Rockford last year. He tallied 19 points in 36 games. He would have got more experience had he not missed a bunch of time in December through February because of an injury but he's someone that will likely be pushing for a bottom 6 roster spot to start next year, so hopefully Kirschev will be able to play well for H.C. Lugano in the next couple of months and then for Tepley, he's still only 19, but he led all WHL rookies with 34 assists and 64 points with the Winnipeg Ice last year and he was also tied for first with 29 goals, and then he also led all Czech players in scoring at the World Junior Championship with 5 assists so he's someone that could definitely be a key piece of the Blackhawks offense in the next couple of seasons if he can continue to improve his game as a whole so I'm glad to see the Blackhawks loan both of these key prospects to a pair of top European teams and yeah I'm definitely interested to see how they fare against top European competition before the 2020-2021 campaign begins in a couple of months. Some other Blackhawks news that I wanted to be sure to mention quickly is that we saw the Blackhawks join Rally to Vote, which is a nonpartisan coalition that's made up of professional sports franchises who are focused on encouraging fans to get out and make their voices heard by registering to vote and participating in the elections. So, the Blackhawks became the first NHL team to join Rally to Vote last week, which is now made up of 20 teams across the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, MLS, WNBA, and NWSL. So a strong movement here by players across a bunch of professional sports franchises and I'm glad to see the Blackhawks become the first NHL team to join this movement. I think it's important that everyone makes their voices heard for the election with everything going on in this crazy world right now, so I wanted to be sure to bring that up in this episode because this is a good move here by the Blackhawks, a franchise that is usually a little bit behind the curve, mostly because the NHL seems to always be the last major sport to come out and make these stands. So props to the Blackhawks here for becoming the first NHL team to join Rally to Vote. All right, coming up in just a moment, I'm going to break down the latest news from the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs as we are now down to just four teams remaining for the ultimate trophy in professional sports. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar is back and they now have 18 total flavors, 6 of them are new. The 6 new flavors are Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp, all of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps to get $10 off your first order. Bilt Bar is also currently giving away a free cooler with every purchase, so now is the time to pull the trigger for the best protein bar on the market. One more time, be sure to check out BiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use the promo code LOCKDOWN in all caps for $10 off your first Bilt Bar order. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page at Jack Bushman 2 and my Blackhawks Twitter page at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free wherever you listen to your podcast and also on Twitter to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. So we just finished talking about the latest Chicago Blackhawks news from over the weekend. Now let's talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs a little bit, as the second round is now completely in the books, and we are down to just four teams remaining, with those four teams being the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights from the Western Conference, and the Tampa Bay Lightning and New York Islanders from the Eastern Conference. So... Things got interesting in the last 4 or 5 days, as we saw 3 teams blow 3-1 to series leads to be forced to a Game 7, starting with the Dallas Stars and Colorado Avalanche series. Ooh, oh man, what a battle that turned out to be, after Colorado rallied to take Games 5 and Game 6, and then in Game 7, that was a seesaw battle with... Neither team being able to hold a lead throughout regulation, and ultimately the game headed into overtime, and how about undrafted Finnish rookie Yoel Kiviranta winding up as the OT hero for the Stars to finish off his hat trick to give them a 5-4 win to avoid losing in overtime in Game 7 of the second round for the second consecutive year. Last season, they lost in Game 7 to the Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues, with Patrick Maroon scoring the overtime winner, but this time around, Dallas was able to get the job done in overtime. Yoel Kiviranta, what an unlikely hero, but Dallas, they get the job done and advance to the conference finals with that victory, and for Colorado, you have to feel for their superstars, Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. both of those guys, they did everything they could in these playoffs to will their team to victory. But overall, the Avs were just too derailed with injuries to overcome a deep team like the Stars. I don't think anyone really saw the Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup with Michael Hutchinson in net, And with that loss, Nathan McKinnon is now 0-3 in Game Sevens, which is tough to see. But that's a very, very scary young team that Colorado has, so you already know that they're very likely going to be back and probably better than before come next season, so I'm sure uh, Colorado still has a lot of good hockey to be played with that young core in the next handful of seasons. And then we also saw the Vegas Golden Knights blow a 3-1 to series lead, but that was single-handedly because of Thatcher Demko, surprisingly, who Came in for Jacob Markstrom in Game 5 of that series after Markstrom was deemed unfit to participate, unfit to participate, excuse me. And Demko, he absolutely played off his rocker to give the Canucks a chance in the series. In Game 5, he came in and stopped 42 of the 43 shots that he faced, as Vancouver somehow stole that game 2-1 after being outshot 43-17. to 17. And then in Game 6, we saw more of the same from Demko as he pitched a 48-save shutout, and again, Vancouver gets outshot 48 to 23. They're outshot by 25, but because of Demko, they win this game 4 to nothing to force game 7. But sadly, their luck ran out in that game 7 on Friday night. And I know I probably wasn't alone in having this feeling, but you just kind of knew that if the Golden Knights continued to play the same way, then eventually y- you'd feel they'd be able to find a way to win. And that's exactly what happened in Game 7 with the Golden Knights coming out on top 3 to nothing. And once again, Demko did all he could to keep the Canucks in this one. He stopped 33 of the 34 shots that he faced. But Shea Theodore, who Interestingly enough, was the only man to beat Demko in the previous two games. He scored the only goal in Game Five for Vegas. He wound up with the game winner in Game Seven, and then the Golden Knights went on to add two empty netters to make it three to nothing. So, literally, Shea Theodore was the only man to beat Thatcher Demko in the final three games of the series. And what a fight by Demko! There, I just don't even have words to describe his performance. I'm not sure if some of you saw on Twitter the gif that got leaked of Mark Stone's reaction to seeing Demko in the handshake line. It was literally just him shaking his head in disbelief because he couldn't believe what this kid was doing in net for Vancouver. Vegas was literally out shooting the Canucks by 20, 25 shots on goal, but they were right there in every game because of his play in net, so... Definitely a tip of the cap to Thatcher Demko, who has certainly earned himself more looks as a starter in the future because of his play in the final three games of that series. But ultimately, Vegas, yeah, they were the better team in this series, and it really wasn't even close. They dominated every game, as I said. Even in the games they lost, they were outshooting the Canucks by 20-25 or so, and you they did find a way to get by Demco and the Canucks. As we all knew, it was likely going to happen if they just kept doing the same things. And they now have a date with the Dallas Stars in the Western Conference Final. And Game 1 of that series actually took place last night. The NHL is quickly getting out games as fast as they can. And we saw Dallas upset Vegas and claw their way to a one nothing victory. So not only are the Dallas Stars able to win high-scoring affairs right now, But they can also still play solid defense as a team and win ugly, per se. And that's what happened last night. Neither team generated much offensively. Both teams finished with 25 shots on goal. And John Klingberg, he scored the only goal three minutes into the contest. And that turned out to be enough to lift Dallas to victory. So look out for the Dallas Stars, ladies and gentlemen. Most people probably have Vegas winning that series. But the Stars are a team that can clearly hang with the best of them across the entire league. Moving out to the Eastern Conference now, we know that the Tampa Bay Lightning, my pick to win the Stanley Cup, got through the Boston Bruins with ease in 5 games, but we saw the other series be forced into 7 as the Philadelphia Flyers did everything in their power to stay alive in these playoffs, with overtime victories in both Game 5 and Game 6 to force a Game 7 against the New York Islanders after the Isles pretty easily grabbed a commanding 3-1 to lead through the first four games of the series. But then in Game 7, they got back to playing their game. They held the Flyers to just 16 shots on goal in an elimination game, which is crazy in itself. And they were able to come away with a dominant 4 nothing victory, looking like the team they were early on in the series. To move, move on to the Eastern Conference Final, where they will take on the Tampa Bay Lightning, with Game 1 of that series actually kicking off tonight, at 7 p.m. Central Time. I do still think Tampa overall is just too deep of a team, even without Captain Steven Stamkos, for the Islanders to match up with, but if anyone can slow down this high-powered Lightning offense, it's the New York Islanders and Barry Trotz. And another thing I wanted to add is Tampa hasn't played a game in some time now, while the Islanders, they've been playing steadily in these last couple of weeks, so that could give them a bit of an advantage heading into the conference final as in the past we've heard players say that sometimes the worst thing for their team is to be away from game speed for a significant amount of time. That's why the bye has never been taken into effect in these Stanley Cup playoffs. So we'll see what happens in Game 1 between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders. As I said just a moment ago, that game kicks off at 7 p.m. Central Time tonight. Alright, so there you have it, there's all the latest from the Stanley Cup playoffs as we are now down to just four teams, the Dallas Stars, the Vegas Golden Knights, the New York Islanders, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Alright, coming up in just a moment, it's our daily Blackhawks 2020 postseason recap segment on the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, where I take a look at one player and discuss how they fared for the Blackhawks in their short postseason run. This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at TalkinHockey, or you can also always email the Locked On Blackhawks email, which is LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com for any questions you have about the show, myself, or anything that has to do with the remainder of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Okay, so we just finished discussing the latest news from both the Eastern and Western Conference final. Now it's time for our daily Blackhawks 2020 postseason recap segment with today's feature being 35-year-old goaltender Corey Crawford. So, something a lot of people seem to forget about Crow in these playoffs is that he literally had no time to prepare after testing positive for COVID-19 sometime in the spring or early summer, and because of this positive test, there was a lot of speculation throughout training camp that... Crawford would not be able to rejoin the team for the postseason run, but with just one day remaining, Crawford made his first appearance at Blackhawks training camp to solidify that starting goaltender position for said playoffs. In the first couple of games in the qualifying round against the Edmonton Oilers, Crawford was clearly not on his A game, and that was probably because of the lack of reps that he had heading into the postseason, but he did play well enough to get the Blackhawks out to a 2-1 to lead through three games. And then in Game 4, Crow had a vintage playoff performance to steal the game for the Blackhawks as he wound up stopping 43 of the 45 shots that the Oilers put on net, including all 20 in the third period, with a couple of them being some serious A-plus scoring opportunities for the Oilers. I think we can all agree that we probably don't win that series against Edmonton without Corey Crawford in net, but... Even after that performance, somehow people still seem to be dogging Crawford on Twitter, which is typical. Um, But against Vegas, though, Crawford really stepped up and showed that he could still be a starting goaltender in the National Hockey League, particularly in Games 3 through 5, which included a 48-save Game 4 victory to keep the Blackhawks from being swept by the Golden Knights. And even in Game 5, Crawford stopped 35 of the 39 shots that he faced to keep his team in it, but ultimately, much like the Canucks, actually, the Hawks were just overmatched by a far superior team. Overall... Crawford's numbers for the postseason don't look great on paper as he went four and five with a 3.31 goals against average and 907 save percentage in his nine starts but I think most of us can agree that the Blackhawks aren't in any of those games in the first round against the Vegas Golden Knights if Corey Crawford isn't backstopping us in that he stopped or he faced at least 34 shots in four of those five games so for me, I have to give Corey Crawford an A- for his performance in the playoffs. There were times when a couple of soft goals snuck in at a really uh, bad time for the Blackhawks, and that's why I wasn't going to give Crawford an A. And we saw that happen a few times against Vegas, but all in all, Crawford... Made basically all the saves we expected him to and then some. So I am very happy with what I saw from Crow, especially considering everything that happened in training camp before these playoffs occurred. The one question that I'm sure is on everybody's mind right now is Have we seen the last of Corey Crawford in a Blackhawks sweater? Well, During his last interview with the Blackhawks media for the season, Crawford did say that he definitely wants to stay in Chicago, but with the limited cap space that the front office has, I don't know if the two sides are going to be able to come to a reasonable agreement. I hope we haven't seen the last of Corey Crawford with the Blackhawks, but if we have, what an unbelievable ride it's been, Crow. Thank you for everything you have done for this team. And to me, at least, you will go down as the most underrated and most underappreciated part of the Blackhawks' 2013 and 2015 Stanley Cup victories. All right, so I think that is going to wrap up Corey Crawford's 2020 postseason recap and Monday, September 7th episode of Locked Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL Podcast for all the latest news from the conference finals of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at Jack Bushman2 or my Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.